talking about. It's up, it's up, it's up. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Welcome, Welcome to the was good, man. final episode of the season. Last one. It only took us ten episodes to get synchronized on our, our welcome. Uh, no, yeah. It was still messy, though. Season two will be um, on point. Don't worry. What are we talking about today, Matt? I'm not saying that you're going to have to put the dog down no! on the ground, but he... I refuse. Okay. Okay. He's I, fine. He he's didn't fine. do a thing. You're provoking if you, him. If you hear any noises, it's the dog that I'm not convinced should be sitting this close to the microphone. Well, you know what? If you have issues with it, uh, I got issues with you. But I love him. Yes, we do. You're so cute. You're so cute. Oh, my goodness. I love you so much. And speaking of love, that's yes. what the podcast is all about. It is. You know? It is. Tragic, romantic, platonic. Yeah. Maybe tragic platonic. is a, also a really good word because it's not just about love. We didn't make a how to get together podcast. No. We made a how to we break didn't. up podcast. And we what did. is the ultimate form of breaking up? Then. A divorce. <gasps> Say it ain't so, Mav. So today, for the first time in the season, we're not talking about a couple. We're talking about a concept. A concept. A real-life thing. Yeah. This is the history of divorce. Something Tom Brady knows all too well. Or is it all part of his crypto scam, which I heard some conspiracy theorists just about yesterday, and I was like, But all I'm saying is I wouldn't want to be Tom Brady now, or really ever. No. So... No. But but specifically, now. Maybe, I mean, I do kind of want to live in Boston, but I don't even think he lived in Boston. I think he lived outside of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like also, in a big fancy house. Why do you want to live in Boston? I like any walkable city. I'm desperate for a walkable city at this point. <laughs> Boston's just on the list. I'd okay. live in Boston. I'd live in Philly. That's fair. Uh, we talked about Detroit. I would live in Detroit. Not sure. A problem. I would love sure, to go sure, back sure. to Chicago. Chicago's top, top walkable city. I could do D.C. maybe. I'm not really sure how D.C. Opinion. works, but it seems kind of walkable. I think sections of it are. Louisiana. Not Louisiana, not the state, but New Orleans. That's, <laughs> like, there are parts of New Orleans that are pretty walkable, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could do New Orleans, yeah. although it gets hot down there. I love the heat. Give I me, don't. Give me more summer. I don't. See, that's the other thing. It gets real cold in Boston. Yeah, that's why I was like, why Boston? New England's a real heavy choice for me, personally. It seems like you like the east. I the like cold. side of things. I like cold. I like water. Well, you like so ice. They're all, I do like ice. <laughs> what I'm saying is they're all water areas. Even Chicago has, uh, you know, the cute, the huge Lake Michigan and the river. And they do. They I do, love they water. Do, they do. When I When we lived in Chicago. Uh-huh. You, was your apartment pretty close to mine? Weren't you also in Lakeview? I was. I was in East Lakeview. I used to take on the... Surf Street. I used to take the 146. Okay, okay. 146. Okay. I used to take... Oh, the, the bus. The bus. Yeah. The 146, and it would go on Lakeview Drive. Uh-huh. To sort of... It was an express, so it yeah. would skip, like, uh, Lincoln Park and all that crap. Wait, it crap. would go on Lakeshore? Yeah, it would go on Lakeshore Drive. Oh, okay. And so, nice. Lakeshore Drive, as its name suggests, was by the lake. And I would just like, I remember being so stressed because grad school was so stressful and just like every morning before class, like looking out at the like lake and the water moving and just being like, whew, okay, everything's fine. That's really nice, man. I'm feeling very soothed. Look at you self-soothing. Self-soothing is my only kind of soothing. So, But yeah, that was like the first moment that I was like, oh, you just like water. 
You should maybe have a, you should you know, see water whenever you can. You, I don't necessarily like to be in it. Sure. I'm not like a beach person, yeah. but I like to see it. You are made up of like 70% water. So. And I'm a water sign, Ooh. which I've heard might be why. That you like water so much. Yeah. Well, someone was like, well, water signs love water. And I was like. I think we all love water. We all need it to survive. You can't go a day without it, really. Do the waves soothe you? (laughs) They do. They're they're great. I love the water. I'm getting getting us off track, and I'm so sorry. Okay. We're talking about divorce. We are talking about divorce. Sad. Or sometimes maybe happy. Yeah. Why not, right? This is uh, not an exhaustive history. Okay. Sure. I, um... I know that the first word on my notes are Mesopotamia, which implies <laughs> oh my God, an exhaustive yeah. history. That does imply but that. I'm, How far back are we going here? I'm planning to basically go through a bunch of different cultures from the past oh, uh-huh. and give sort of a brief explanation of what divorce was like in their culture. Okay, interesting. Love as that. opposed to like tracking it. I'm not even sure there's a way to track it. You know, but there definitely are the more. evolution of divorce. Is that yeah. what we're doing right now? Not really the evolution, but just a very brief history. Okay. Kind of like if you watched um, the Netflix show Explained that we love so much. Oh, how it's sort of love. it like I'm trying to Shout give a, Vox. a genuine explanation of what's happening here without going into a crazy amount of detail. Yes. Okay. Okay. So we're starting in Mesopotamia. Okay. <laughs> do, uh, do you know what Mesopotamia is? It's a long time ago. In Mesopotamia. It's a place. It so, yeah. is a place. A place um, that no longer exists. It, true. It's a historical region that is modern day Iraq, Kuwait, and then parts of Iran, Turkey, and Syria. Okay. It's Middle East. Uh-huh. It's where everything goes back to. It's where some of the earliest pieces of human history can be found. Yeah, in a lot of ways, scientists believe it might be the, like, source of humanity. It's, like, one of the places that they think might go that far back, yeah. you know? The other place? Africa. Yeah. Probably probably both. Well, it's not that far from Africa. You think Adam and Eve were born in Africa? Like, Turkey is not that far from Egypt. You know what I mean? That's true. And, and they have, they don't Africa. have, they have like a little bit of land that connects Asia to Africa. Uh-huh. But not that much. But like, I think that land was maybe there, maybe even more land. I'm not really sure how much has little bridge has happened. Okay, so we're in we're in Mesopotamia. Who hates who? A Mesopotamian king, Hammurabi, Ooh. ruled from 1792 to 1750 BC. That guy was a dick. He's, I, I'm, we're not going into him, so let's not. <laughs> he created. Hammurabi's Code. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Well, that sucks. He issued a list of laws called the Code of Hammurabi. It's yep. the oldest and best pre- preserved legal text. And it was carved on a large slab of basalt rock. Mm. I don't know why I kept that detail in, but we like a basalt. We love a basalt. So it's like, um, here's the rule, and then here's the consequence if yeah. you break it. An eye for an eye. Yes. Stupid. It's simple, though. I guess, but really not that practical. No. Rule number 138 in the family section of Hammurabi's Code. Uh If a man wishes to divorce his wife who has not borne him children, Uh he shall give her money to the amount of her marriage price, and he shall make good to her the dowry which she brought from her father's house, and then he may divorce her. Wait. Okay. What? Say that again. 
if a man wishes to divorce his wife and they don't who have has kids. not borne him children, right, yep. they don't have kids. Okay. He shall give her money to the amount of her marriage price. What does that mean? Uh, I guess just double her dowry is kind of what I'm wondering. Mm. Okay. And he shall make good to her the dowry which she brought from her father's house. So basically she gets her dowry back plus more money. Okay. Sure. That... And then he may divorce her. The dowry back is um, a theme that we'll see often. What does dowry mean again? Um, a dowry is a amount of money or goods of some value mm-hmm. that the family, usually the father of a girl will give to the man she marries. Amount of goods or... So it could be like a goat. A pig. Yeah. A cow. Yeah. A horse. Yeah. Okay. Some sort of... Or money. Uh, Basically saying, this is to help provide for my daughter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so it makes sense that... And dowries are often... Like if a girl has a good dowry, that makes her a better match. Of course. Like better men will try to marry her. Because she's more expensive. Yeah. She's worth more. She's literally going to give you more money. Costs more to buy. No, you're not. Well, the guy doesn't pay. He gets the money. Right, but it's like his fa- her father is like selling off. Yeah, the father is da- basing it daughter. off of how much money he has, though. Right. It's not like he's saying like, "Oh well, this daughter doesn't behave very well." I'm like, well, he yeah. might do that, but you know what I mean. It's based off of his wealth. Yes. As much as her looks or whatever, but yeah, it yeah. makes sense that if she brings in that money. As an enticement to marry her. It's just like a one-time thing. It's that if like, it ends... Well, that if the marriage ends, that she gets that back. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no, that makes sense. That Sure, that makes sense. The code also outlined if a woman was caught having an affair, she and her lover could be killed unless the owner of the wife... I told you. That's in quotes. I told you. Says it's cool. I told you. So if the husband doesn't want to kill her, then she and the lover will be saved. But I told you... Overall, divorce was un- uncommon and not looked highly on by society. <sighs> you told me. I told you that she has been sold into yes. marriage. Yes. You said no. Well, you said, the way that you said it made it seem like the husband was paying, and I just wanted to make it clear no, to you, he the was father the money. Paying, yes. yes. That's all. I was just trying to make sure you a knew. A saleable woman. Knew who was giving the money to him. Oh, yes. No, I get it. I get it, Mav. I get it. I'm just trying to make a point. Yes. There is no indication that a woman can... Ask for a divorce. Of course not. Ask for a divorce. She's not even a real person. At the same time, I don't... There's no real outline that a man can ask for a divorce if children have been born. Unless there's an affair. Mm. What if the husband has an affair? Can the woman then ask for a divorce? You know, it's not mentioned. Can the woman kill the man? You know. And his mistress? You know, it's not mentioned here. Funny. So funny how that just left out. Uh, we're moving over to ancient China now. Okay, so that's that's how Mesopotamia did it until what? That's time? the earliest. I don't know. Hmm. That uh, Hammurabi ruled until 1750, but or until 1750 BC. So he ruled for like let's do math backwards. I don't know because but, it's 1792 to 1750. Yeah, but it's BC, so it's backwards. You know, like we're getting the numbers are getting smaller as you go forward. Yeah. I think you it's get down, boy? eight plus, I think it might be 48, but I'm not totally sure. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. But all right, it seems like, um, uh, no, it's not that. But anyway, then was very pro male <clears throat> and very uncommon. Right. Most people stayed married. Yeah, of course. What else are you going to do? Ancient China. Divorce was rare 
but it could be done by mutual agreement, state mandate, uh, by state mandate, or by the husband to the wife for cause. In the Tang Dynasty, I'm not sure if I said that right. Maybe Tang. Anyway, from uh, sixteen or from six eighteen to nine oh seven A.D., uh-huh. you could get a no like a a mutually agreed upon divorce pretty easily. So if both parties are like cool. No worries. But both parties need to agree. Yeah. Okay. If one of the spouses commits a serious enough crime, the government could force them to get divorced. Oh, Whether it's a man or a woman. Even if the they didn't want to get divorced. Yes. That's wow. the state mandated part of it. The government shoving its foot in other people's business. The husband could, just like in Mesopotamia, the husband could also bring divorce against the wife. But the, the, the opposite doesn't seem to be true. I thought you said... Now I'm a little confused. The husband can divorce the wife for cause. Right. But it has to be mutual. No. I thought you just said that. Uh, you can do it mutually without cause. So, but, and that it has to be mutual. It means that both the husband Both sides agree that they the don't wife. want to be married. Yes. But right. the husband can decide on his own to divorce his wife if she does a few uh, certain things. Okay, right. But if she doesn't... Then he can't. Then he can't, unless she also doesn't want to be married anymore. Yeah. He, the husband can divorce his wife for a number of reasons, from adultery to mm. infertility Ooh. Uh, to not respecting his parents. What if he's shooting blanks? Doesn't matter. They won't know. They wouldn't know. How would they not know? They would, they blame the woman in these situations pretty much How much is, what year are we in? Uh, 618 to 907. Okay. A, D, B, C? 80. Ancient China. We're about to go a little further oh. back in time. We're in ancient China right now. There's no real medicine involved here. Well, the Chinese medicines are yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. there, and <laughs> uh, the they've been going for thousands and thousands of years. They so. exist. I'm sure they had better medicine than their European counterpoints at this point, who were oh for still sure still in the forest. But it's still all kind of hokey pokey. So all right, um, he cannot divorce his wife if uh-huh. she has no family to go back to. Oh, that's kind of nice. She has observed a full three-year mourning of an in-law. I think that implies... um, I think when you die in ancient China, you have sort of specific mourning practices that you have to go through. Mm. And they apparently last for three years. That's a lot of of mourning periods. And so if she completely does that, I think it's sort of like she is a part of the family, whether you like it or not. You know? So, okay. So, like, if his father died uh-huh. and she did all the appropriate mourning for three years. Yeah. He, it's, I think it's basically anymore. considered by them that, like, she's his father's daughter as well. You know? It's, she's not just a daughter-in-law anymore. She's a daughter because she was so respectful. Well, I then guess. is he married to his sister? No. But you know <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. If he, uh, the third reason that he can't divorce her is if he was poor when they got married and he is now rich. Oh, okay. Which is nice. Sure. Can't do like the starter wife bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Also, there's no like prenups at this time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I I would not be surprised if wealthy fathers were putting forth some sort of contractor agreements to protect their daughters. Well, it seems like. Oh, really? I mean, that's great. I the man doesn't need any more protection, you know? No, but it doesn't seem like anyone cares about the woman either. It's like, they might. It's... I wouldn't. What I mean is, I wouldn't be surprised if there were fathers who did that. What kind of prenup would that look like in this time i don't know other than like right uh, she'd get all of her shit she, back yeah um i know that there have been some examples not necessarily this far back hmm. 
but that I think we've even mentioned and talked about, like, Anne Lister inherited. You know what I mean? There are mm. um, things that you can do so that your money when you die goes to your child and not your child's husband. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. You're giving, you're making sure that your daughter has stuff in her own right, even though women can't own property. So you're, like, sort of doing your best in a, in a society that doesn't let them mm-hmm. have any sort of autonomy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, ancient Greece. Ancient Greece. I put dates next to this one. Because uh, ancient China is just a huge swath. And the most interesting parts I could find were just from that one dynasty. Uh-huh. So it's not obviously all of ancient China. But at that one, you know. Yeah. Area. That's what they were doing. Ancient Greece, which uh, from 1200 BC to 600 AD. So it's covering a lot of time as well. And changed throughout that time. Mm-hmm. So we're just talking about sort of times, emotions of it. Uh, divorce is not uncommon in ancient Greece. And it did not have a significant negative stigma. So that's the first time that it hasn't been negatively looked upon is in ancient Greece, which makes sense because they're very free love, baby. Yeah. Uh, For men, they could divorce their wives if they just didn't like them anymore. They simply would send the wife back to their father's house with the dowry and move on with their lives. Okay. Most men married at 30 and most women married at 14. That's... Yeah, that's just how it, like, we're just going to have to take that one on the chin and keep going there, because that's just how it fucking was. Okay. And that sucks, but it does explain why maybe they didn't always work out that well, because you're marrying a 14-year-old, and she's not ready for that. I think there's so many reasons why marriages didn't work out, based on the history that you've talked about so far. That one is extreme, for sure. Um, Women could also initiate a divorce. But she had to appear before the local ruler who recorded it. So he could just send her away. She had to go in front of the magistrate or whoever was in charge of the city Uh and basically say, I would like to invoice. It wasn't, it doesn't seem like the magistrate decided. Hmm. They simply recorded it. I'm saying magistrate. I don't know if that's who it is. But whoever the local leader is. Yeah. It doesn't seem like they were making decisions on the divorce. Like they, it's not like she would come forward and he'd be like, I don't, I think you guys can go work it out, but it did have to be recorded through him. I'm not really sure why though, if he wasn't doing anything about it. I, that's why I think there's probably a piece not there, but they would have found something. They would have found someone who was refused and they haven't. Maybe it's just no one you know. refused. They all had good reason to. I'm sure yeah. it was a long process anyway. So if you're she, a woman well, really about to get a divorce, like you probably have good reason. She didn't need a specific reason, but she did need a financial plan. So maybe that's why she had to go and talk to the leader, is to show that she had a way to either support herself or she had someone mm-hmm. she could go back to. Sure. Because women still could not hold property. Yeah. Um... There was one small quirk in ancient Greece called the uh, epic, epic letters, E-P-I-K-L-E-R-O-S. Okay. Which translates to the word heiress. Uh It's when a woman's father dies and he has no sons. And so she inherits his whole thing, right? A woman's father dies. Yes. Uh, a rich man, I don't know how rich you need to be really, but uh-huh. a rich man dies uh-huh. and he doesn't have a son to inherit everything. He just has a daughter. Uh-huh. The daughter, since women cannot hold property, 
she will be required to marry her closest male relative. What? So a cousin. She's going to have to go marry a cousin. Where are we right? Who? Ancient Greece. This is ridiculous. I mean, it doesn't say how close of a cousin they usually are, but... Either way, what kind of fucking she will, is that? She genuinely has to divorce her current husband, even if she doesn't want to. Yeah. To marry her cousin so that the money stays in the family. Money and property and whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty fucked up. It's weird. For it sure. Is, no, it doesn't make any sense. I... It's the first I've ever heard of it. It was super interesting. But that is... A we- I mean, it's technically a divorce. It's technically a state-sanctioned divorce. I husband. guess. But then you have to go and... Uh, live with your cousin. Marry your cousin. Not just yeah. live with them. Yep. You Ancient gotta go. Rome. You think... Wait. Do you think that they did that? Like, made that a thing to deter women from even attempting to get divorces? Because no. I, in my mind, there's no indication that they care about divorces at all in ancient Greece. Then why would this be a a? They care. They women cannot inherit property, and they want to keep their their inheritance laws intact. Right. They don't want to have free for alls of people trying to fight for people's money after they die. So it it goes to their children. That's just how it is. But if their children, if their only living child is a woman. They don't want to let women have property. So this was just the solution they came up with. They, what, okay. But if you're already married, like yeah. if, if the woman, the daughter, yeah. right, is already married yeah. to some man, yeah. she has to then divorce that man to get married to her, whatever. Her a closest family, male relative. A family member. Yes. Just so she, she still the can't inherit in anything. So the money stays in the family. I don't know. I don't know how rich you need to be. They use the word heiress. Wouldn't? So that makes me think that it's a lot of money. Wouldn't? And so pretty powerful families. You know what I mean? Wouldn't the guy that she originally married technically be a part of the family since they're married? No. I don't. What the? What is it? Be, what is it? Okay, then. What Especially you get to not be if he can just decide. I mean. To send her back. Well, that just is on, like, male bullshit. But, like. But if that's. If that risk is the male bullshit, you don't want. This guy, you don't want her to get her inheritance, him to take it all, and then send her back. I guess. But if she doesn't have a family to go back to... I'm not saying it's the right right? solution. I'm just saying that that, it's what they did. If she doesn't have a family to go back to, then he can't send her back. That's not a rule here. Where was that a rule? That was a rule somewhere. Ancient China. All these places suck. I mean, it's not even great now, so why did you think it would be great then? I didn't think it would be great then. I'm just, I just didn't think it'd be this bad, maybe. Ancient Rome. Okay. Ancient Rome, uh, I got 27 BC to 476 BC, but it mm-hmm. we're talking about a little bit earlier and a little bit after that anyway. Mm-hmm. 27 BC is when the Roman Empire started with Octavian and oh. Cleopatra and all uh-huh, that stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. So it's a little bit before that. Okay. And a little bit after that. Well, not really after, but you know. Uh, Ancient Rome is way more liberal, particularly with no-fault divorces. One or both people in the marriage had to consider themselves, they just had to think it, and they were divorced. Think it. Yeah. How do you, how do you know, how do you know what someone's thinking? They just decide. They move out. Oh, they were just like, all right. It's like a breakup. <laughs> they just discuss amongst themselves. They're like, this isn't working yeah. out. Cool, we're going to get divorced. I'm going to move out. Okay, they don't great. have to tell anybody. They don't have no. to notify whatever. They just go their separate ways. Stanford University Classics professor Susan Traeger said Romans didn't get divorced, they simply divorced. So it wasn't like a process, you just are. You sure. Know? 
How did they get married? Were they just were? No, they had marriages, but they weren't government marriages. I'll get to it. Uh, bigamy was not possible. Like, it's not allowed. It doesn't exist. Uh-huh. So, um, if you just marry someone else, uh-huh. yep. you're sort of automatically divorced from your last wife. The simple act of marrying someone mm-hmm. else confirms that divorce. But I thought you said you, you just... You are. You just... You don't have just... to, but I'm saying that's another way that people were considered <clears throat> But divorced. there's no, like, there's no process to getting married no. other than you being like, okay, now we're married. I mean, there's a process to getting married. What's there are the weddings. Pro- what's the... Okay, but... Oh, I'm the party. Like, you, you don't keep have to asking, file a paper. I, I am getting there. <laughs> Dear God. Still, if the wife wasn't at fault, quote-unquote, her dowry was returned. Over time, the customs changed to be more patriarchal, but divorce was always easy to obtain for both parties. Basically, Roman marriages were informal. Uh-huh. The Like, they have wedding ceremonies and they have religious ceremonies yeah. for weddings, but it wasn't government. The government had nothing to do with it. So, since the government had nothing to do with it, they didn't really care if you got divorced. Uh-huh. They didn't care if you get married. They don't care if you get divorced. So... That's why it was, like, really not a big deal. Because the government was not at all involved. And their religion didn't really have a problem with it. Okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I guess. Women still needed to prove financial support from their family. Or they still needed financial support from their family to leave because they still couldn't own property and all that crap. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't... They didn't have to prove fault. Okay. Women had no rights to property or their children. So if they left their family, they might not get their kids. Mm Mm-hmm. As Christianity begins to rise in popularity in ancient Rome, the religion begins to take center stage in Western divorces. So Christianity doesn't like divorce. So as it starts to grow and become popular. Yeah. Divorce becomes a sin. It starts to become a problem. Now, courts started to get involved and actually make decisions. Like, this is the first time that we're seeing courts really get involved and make decisions about who was allowed and not allowed to divorce. Mm Mm-hmm. Which brings us to medieval Europe. The Catholic Church is now fully in charge of everything. Okay. It's the big kahuna, you know? Divorce is not allowed in Catholicism. Yeah. Uh, marriage is one of their big sacra- sacraments. It's one of, I think there are like seven sacraments, and marriage is one of them. Mm-hmm. So divorcing would hurt that sacrament. So it's not, it's not a thing. Yes, yeah, so it's a sin. You're not allowed to do it. Uh-huh. Annulment, however, was allowed. Yeah. But it had to be decided by the Catholic Church and, like, their courts. Mm-hmm. And it was hard to get, usually. Yeah. We're starting to see, and it was probably true in some of the earlier cultures, but we're really starting to see the difference of, like, who can get divorced and who can't. Mm-hmm. It's a money thing. At some point, you have to have enough money to get divorced. Yeah. Getting married free mm. sometimes. Mm. It's cheap. You know? Relatively, I guess. But divorce is expensive. Well, it can be as... It can fit your budget. Yeah. Even now. Like, weddings, you can get married for as little as, you know, a hundred bucks at the court. Uh-huh. Courthouse. As however much it costs to file your paperwork is how much it costs to get married. Technically. Yeah. And divorces are very expensive. And if you guys don't 100% agree on how you're splitting everything up, I think they're it's expensive, so expensive because it has become an industry and there are lawyers that Yeah, it's the lawyers that are making it expensive. Make it expensive. But also like you have all your shit that you have to split up. Yeah, but these people didn't split up their shit. The guy just took everything and sent the wife back 
to her house. Sure. So that probably made it a little even more fucked up back then. You know, if you are unhappy in your marriage, but you don't have enough money for an annulment, then you're kind of just shit out of luck. It's more vindictive than functional at this point. However, Mm -hmm. Jewish couples, however, could still divorce as it was allowed in their religion, which makes sense. Yeah. I think that abortion is allowed in Jewish law as well. I remember hearing something a few months ago when uh, Roe v. Wade was first reversed Mm -hmm. that um, Jewish people were like, what the fuck? This is, you're taking it away because it's against someone's religion, but it's for our religion. Like, taking it away is against our religion. So, pick and choose. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Like, Christianity is the reason that you guys took it away. Yeah, but not everyone's a freaking Christian. Just because it's... That's what their religion says. Our religion says the opposite. So what are you going to do about it now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, if a marriage hadn't been consummated, or if the the couple were found to be cousins, separations were easier. If the what, what, what? If the marriage hadn't been consummated, or if the couple uh, was found, if the two people in the couple were found to be cousins. Then you could get Separations were easier. Yeah. Well, if you don't consummate, the marriage right. isn't It never legal. happened, so then so, that's an annulment. Yeah. I don't even think you need to go through the paperwork of an annulment. You know what I mean? Maybe. I'm sure that was but a, you a box do, you could tick. <laughs> I feel like you gotta do that pretty early before people don't believe you that you didn't consummate it. You know what I mean? I mean... Anyway, uh, poor people, actually... I know we were just talking about how money made it easier to get divorced, but poor people actually kind of had it easier in this time to end a marriage. All they had to do was sort of, like, move out uh-huh. and move to a different town where no one knew them. You had to move to a different town? Yeah, because your town knows you got married. So. Your local priest knows you got married. So, But if you move six miles away, they've never seen you in their fucking lives. But why does it matter if people knew you, you were once married? You cannot get divorced. You cannot get divorced. I thought you said you could. No. Oh, we're talking about we're back in Christianity now? Yeah. Okay. Poor people yeah, yeah. had it easier. I don't know because... if that's easier. Okay, maybe. What are you some... talking about? Well, you just move. But okay, <laughs> first of all, sure. You do have to have sure. the, you maybe, do have to have maybe, a way maybe. to move, right? Yeah, but, like if you're those poor, two, those. If you're poor, I'm, I'm basically su- saying that you're not even on their radar. You literally get exiled from the place that you are living. It's not in. only one of you, and that's only if you want to okay. get okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying, sure, that seems easier, maybe, so on paper. they just can move out of their houses, and as long as neither one of the couple remarries, the church doesn't care. They can stay in their town. But if they would like to get remarried, they need to move out of town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just basically become new people. Yeah. Which is true. Which, maybe that's easier for some folks. I would assume if you are poor, you have not very many resources, and it might not be easy for you to just move to a new town. You can still leave. I know. I'm just saying, I don't know if it's that and easy And when you get to the people. new town, you can tell them whatever you want. Sure. Just let me And they'll believe you. Yeah. Or you're going to tell them you're like a fucking rich ass no, whatever, you, whatever. No, you just tell them your name is Bob when your name was Steve. Okay. <laughs> and move on with your life. Does that make it really any better? Yeah. Well, you can get remarried. I guess so, but because the church doesn't know you yes, were already yes, married, because they don't know who you are. What if you have family? What if you have? And the main thing is, if you just don't get remarried, they don't care. Right. You don't have to live with your husband. Wait, what? You don't have to live with your husband. Um, you don't have to have a family together. 
I'm, but that's your husband. And so if you want to go get another one, you're going to have to leave town. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Yes. No, I, I get the concept. There's I get no it. one policing your behavior. I get it. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't think that's a great, um, a, the greatest deal either. You know, Nothing, but it is. This what is, it is medieval Europe. I don't know okay. what part of this. That's what I'm saying. Made uh, you think that they were the good off. You said that. You were like, if you're poor, it's great. It's no, great I said to they had an easier time ending a marriage. Was the sentence I said? I think you're assuming that. But sure, maybe some, maybe some of them did. Maybe they were like, this is great. I'm gonna fucking well, go to it, five towns over. And... It calls back to the ancient Rome concept of <laughs> you just move out. You're still technically married, but you're. Marriage but they didn't have to over. like move to a new town in that in that first only again scenario. only if you would like to remarry someone even in that wherever that was where they said just move out in ancient Greece or whatever no in ancient in ancient Rome you just oh, decide you're not Rome. married and when you marry someone else it confirms your divorce okay that's that's easy man and I get it that's that is the the law right if you're it's poor, not the law I'm saying well, that it's a loophole law. that poor people figured out. They don't have anywhere near enough money to end that negative marriages. What I'm saying is that a woman who's in an abusive marriage and she's poor can get out of it more easily than a rich woman in an abusive marriage. Okay. I think there's a lot of nuance there that you're kind of just glossing over. One, if you're in an abusive marriage, whether you're rich or poor, that fucking sucks. And if you're poor... Well, I think that the sort of elephant in the room in all of these divorce talks is that women in abusive relationships have no way to get out. Or yet. just women in the relationship. like it, That's like, true, but what I'm saying even is... Even if they're not being abused and um, they just don't like this old fucker that they're even, married. Even the cultures and situations that allow mutual divorce, uh-huh. the women that are in abusive relationships cannot get out now. Like, they're still stuck huh? because their partner won't agree. You know uh, what I mean? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So they're the ones that are fucked. I think everyone's fucked in this entire thing. The Reformation changed this as Protestantism did not hold marriage up as a sacrament. Okay. So King Henry VIII divorced multiple times, Mm -hmm. as we know. Yeah. You still needed grounds for the divorce, Mm -hmm. but you could get one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Other Protestant religions, aside from the Church of England, had similar divorce rules. Like, it was not... It wasn't just King Henry VIII who clearly invented that religion to get divorced. I thought he invented... Oh, never mind. Europe started to move towards secularism in the 1700s. So the church started getting less and less control. Okay. Divorce was legalized in France after the French Revolution, which was after our revolution. So near Uh the end and beginning of the 1800s. Okay. Um, Empress Josephine divorced Napoleon in 1804. Wow. That's just a fun fact. I love that. So that's how legal it was that the people in charge of the country could, and that she could divorce him. I think it, I believe was it because for, she was in the position that she was in. I believe it was for adultery. I don't know. I'm sure she had the money. Yeah, but I'm sure if it was like a, a normal ass woman, like she wouldn't have been able to do that. Maybe. I didn't write that down. Slowly, divorce rates grow with adultery as the leading cause for divorce. Now we're on to America. I didn't write any years down. Because I figured you pretty much knew what year when America existed. Well, it's not just 1776. It's earlier because we're talking about colonies. Anyway, okay. the first recorded divorce in the American colonies was in 1643 in Massachusetts. Uh-huh. Anne Clark divorced her husband, Dennis, for being absent and adulterous. <clears throat> Kick him to the curb. Yeah, I am. For the most part, America basically followed what Europe was doing mm. and sort of mirrored it in a lot of ways for a lot of the time. Of course they did. 
Um, mostly wealthy people were getting divorced as it was still expensive and it was yeah. hard for women because they didn't have financial independence. So we're still in that same situation, but yeah, they can, yeah, yeah. it's not like there are things prohibiting them from do it, doing it, except for the society they live in. And you know, they don't have, like, a lot to jump over. That's what I mean. The finances part of the society. Is- but society was built so they wouldn't ha- be able to have a good time, a uh, good time, an easy time. What I'm just saying this. that when I said because of the society they live in, I yeah. meant their financial limitations. Okay. And the social limitations. Like, I was sort of bunching them together. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, women's groups helped pass laws in the 1800s that give women greater property rights. Um... Olivia Katie Stanton was a big supporter of giving women more access to money so they could get divorced. Like, it's not like divorce wasn't a part of that argument. Yeah. They wanted that so that women would be able to get divorces if okay. they needed one. Yes. Um, today, and in general in America, divorce laws are different in every state, as most things are in the United States. Yeah, for sure. Um, some are more lenient, some are less lenient. Nevada ridiculously lenient. Some of them, like as we Las were Las Vegas, as we're go- specifically Reno, oh. as we're going through. I mean, all of Nevada has the same laws, but Reno is the place we're going to be talking about. Um, okay. Some places are having. Some places are like, you have to have this and this and this to get divorced. You need to wait this long, this like amount of time between your filing and when you can actually get divorced. Like, I think you have to wait like a year to see if you really see if it takes or if you really want to get back together. Uh-huh. Stuff like that. Uh, Nevada didn't have all that stuff. But you did have to live in Nevada to get divorced in Nevada. Okay. You had to be a resident of yeah, the state. Yeah, yeah, So you couldn't just, like, go there to get divorced. So, for a lot of the early 1900s, women would go to Nevada, specifically Reno. They would go to these ranches for six months uh-huh. to establish re- residency and get a quick divorce. Okay. So, if they wanted a divorce, or if both of them... Both of the couple wanted a divorce. It didn't matter. It was usually easier for the wife to go and live in Reno for six months and then file for divorce and get divorced really quickly. Okay. Than it would be to try and figure out how to get divorced in your state. Right. Okay. Um, I mean, I assume mostly rich women, but it didn't, like, specify that. I think your assumption is correct. In 1927, Nevada lowered the amount of times it takes to establish residency to three months. Love that. Because they knew. They knew where their bread was buttered. They are making a shit ton of money off this they're like, come come here. And then in 1931, they lowered it to six weeks. The movie, The Women, I think it's The Women, uh-huh. from, I think, the 40s? It might be earlier. Uh-huh. It's got, like, Joan Crawford in it. And... Old. Yeah, but she wasn't then. She was a hot <laughs> young thing. They remade it sometime in the 2000s. Like, but I think before 2010, they remade it with, like, Meg Ryan and Annette Bening. Uh-huh. And I think Ava Mendes. Really? Yeah. Wow. Anyway, um, it's a great movie. Okay. Honestly, both are pretty good, but this the newer one is only good because the second the original one's so good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, there's source material. Yeah, yeah. And the actors they hired is pretty good, but it's not as good as the original. Anyway, of course not. The whole concept of that movie is, uh, there are no male characters in the movie. Oh. Like. The women Love have that. the women like have husbands and stuff, yeah, but they don't appear. But they don't. Yeah, I think they literally are like. Uh, you remember how I'm, they don't? There are lots of examples of this thing in film, but the mm-hmm. one that came to mind was in The Fairly Odd Parents. How in the earlier scenes of the show, Timmy's parents were like they didn't have heads; they were yeah, just bodies. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what the men are like. Mm-hmm. Like they're like they might walk into the room, but they don't say anything or do anything, yeah, and then they, you don't even see even their really faces. See yeah, love that. 
Um, the main character of the movie's husband is having an affair and leaves her for... <laughs> the woman? The other woman? The Ava Mendez character. Oh, wow. The Joan Crawford character in the original movie, because I remember I told you she was hot, young thing. Yes. Anyway, she goes, in the original, she goes to Reno uh-huh. to one of these ranches to get a quickie divorce. And then I think doesn't go through it or something. I don't remember. There's, it's a good movie. You should watch it. Well, she doesn't go through with it. I think that she gives them another chance. It's, it's cute. It's doesn't, not, it's not that big of a deal. Doesn't sound that great. It's one of those things where they introduce the betrayal so early uh-huh. that by the end of the movie, you are kind of over it. Like you, you grieve with her at the end of this marriage or relationship. And so when it seems like it might be coming back, it's not, it seems like, oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you guys just made a mistake and you could come back together. Like, it spans, I think, a, a year or so. Like, it's a while. Okay. Of this drama. But, yeah. So, that's a good example of the, like, Reno Dude Ranches. I don't think it's a Dude Ranch. But every time I think ranch, I think Dude Ranch. You know what I mean? Anyway. Yeah. In 1969, yeah, yeah. California became the first state to allow no-fault divorces. California! Divorce rate grew with women filing 65% of, the, of them. I have a thought about that math. Yes. I think and it's uh giving women giving women autonomy like across the board, you know. Yeah. Whereas marriage before back in Mesopotamia times and all the times around that time, marriage was not, you know, based off of love or like even desire or yeah. anything like that. It was more of like a, a transaction. You it know? seems to me that marriage is so important to some of these cultures because they see it as their way of keeping the family unit together or society in check. You know what I mean? not that at all. I mean, maybe in some and cultures, right? Maybe in some cultures, you are right. Especially I just don't know why you're holding on to marriage that hard. Especially more religious ones. More religious ones, for sure. But I don't even talk about that. I'm talking about, like, Mesopotamia. Like, why did they hold it so dear? Why was it so bad? I think it because you it have... was, like, transactional in that uh, you could ensure... Well, I mean, you couldn't guarantee, right? But you could ensure that, like, they'll, they'll procreate to keep men... Yeah. Keep creating boys. I mean, uh, to pass along their genes along that line, and also to make men like um, needed. You know, whereas like if you don't give women any rights, and they basically need a man in order to like live a to life, to do anything, yeah, to do anything, yeah. and to live any sort of life yeah. where they're not like homeless on it's, the streets, dying. They're getting married to men purely for survival. A lot of it for seems survival. like it's to control women. Yes, a lot of it. And to survive. And as we go further in time to, like, more present-day stuff, when women have more rights and more money and they can do things and don't need men to yeah. survive, they're, if they were already married, they're getting divorced. Yeah. Um, and if they're not married, they're just saying, well, I'm not going to get fucking married because I yeah. hate you. Well, they, they have created a society, and I don't, I didn't go this far back in history, but at some point, humanity created a society where... They once you don't give women the right to property or money, mm-hmm. someone has to take care of them. Right. Once you do that to them, and so you kind of have to have marriage to make sure that these women get taken care of. I think we're saying the same thing. Right? Yes, I agree with you. Okay, because once continue. their fathers are done, they have to move on to someone to pay for it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. as a, a pure means of survival on the woman's part. God forbid she figure her own shit out. <laughs> She's allowed to like. God forbid she be a human being, but she's not. She's just a fucking cattle. Just a cattle. Slowly, at times very slowly, Uh the social stigma around divorce has gone down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Now it's almost guaranteed. (laughs) 
Actually, according to the 2020 census, the U.S. divorce rate has hit a 50-year low. Oh, that's amazing, actually. For every 1,000 marriages in the last year, only 14.9 end in divorce. That's really beautiful. That being said, the marriage rate is also at an all-time low. Mm. So it could be sort of a but less I like people are that. getting married, less people are getting divorced. Just because they're marrying for the right reasons, man. Yeah, maybe we finally got it all figured out. We cracked the code. Maybe we did. Yeah, I would like to think, just on that note, mm-hmm. I would like to think that our generation mm-hmm. and the one below us. Mm-hmm. Gen Z? Yeah. The millennials and the Gen Z, if I'm making a prediction, are yeah. going to have less divorces than the people that came before us. Oh, because sure. I think we're also going to have less marriages. Yeah. I think just flat out, we've all learned from our parents. Our parents are the generation of like, half of these marriages are getting divorced. And there so that implies that, that implies vaguely, not exactly, but that yeah. like half of the people in our generation have divorced parents. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And half of them had to deal with that. A lot of them while they were kids growing up and that like, that'll fuck you up real quick. It will. It will. But I I, I think greater than that or like uh, uh, on the flip side of that. In the hopeful part of our, of my predictions for the future is that we will have less divorces. Uh, Yes. I mean, you already said, right? It's it's going down as his marriage is going down. But I think, and I think they're related one because people are, again, marriage is not is becoming not so much a necessity, again, for, yeah. like, women's survival and men being just incompetent. Yeah, And, like, it's true. needing a woman to, like, yeah. do basic things. And the social stigma uh, of no, you don't have to get married is also a big thing for uh, us, too. Right. And so that the people now that are deciding to get married are doing it for actual, legit... Um, yeah. For real reasons, as in, like, I genuinely like this other person and I want to spend the rest of my life with them, as opposed to... I don't know how I'm going to eat tomorrow or uh, have any money to do anything. Or so I just I got pregnant and I'm going to be shunned by all of society if I don't marry him before I start to show. Yeah. Like yeah. that's going yes. down. That's not fully disappeared in all parts of the country, no. but I think a lot of them it has. Yeah. Certainly everywhere that I've ever lived have just been like, I don't care. Right? Yes. Yes. It I seems that... much better for you to have that baby on your own than marry someone. <laughs> That you don't love. Yeah, so who's probably not even going to help you take care of the yeah. kid. Yeah. So, I agree, Mav. I think because the societal stronghold of marriage is, yeah. as as what it was, when it wasn't based on, on, on love or like or desire and was transactional yeah. and, like, uh, uh, viewed as a ownership and survival. Literal ownership. And yeah, survival code. on the men's part. Uh and kind of like rape and torture and then just survival on the women's part. Yeah. Since all that has started to go away, you know, the real, I think the real reasons for marriage are starting to flourish and it's for the best. Yeah. In my, in in my opinion, you know, perfect. Perfect. Okay. So since this is our final show of season one, oh, this is sources. Sorry. Our final show of season one, we will be back in February, 2023. February. At this point, February 14th, but um, if it doesn't show up, then keep refreshing. Maybe the next couple days we'll get our act together. We're planning on doing the exact same thing next year that we did this year as far as uploading once a month and doing 10 episodes and the same basic topics. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. However, I have gotten a specific request from my mother that we do pick a spoopy couple for October. Oh, keep it on theme. Yeah, we do want a little spook. Into that. Sure. Why not? 
So, but since it's the last episode, I kind of wanted to have a quick, like, remember kind of moment. Like, yeah. Remember that? It's like the clip episode. So, yeah. What was your... Well, I'm not editing clips. No. <laughs> We're just going to chat. I know, man. We're just going to chat. You know, it's just like a metaphor. What was your favorite couple? Favorite couple from season one? Well, I loved everything that we did in season one, Mav. So this is... <laughs> no notes. You're giving me a real Sophie's choice here. Um, but I, I, I would say... That my top two, because I can't possibly pick one, yeah. um, is, 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 <laughs> is uh, Frida Kahlo. Yeah. Love her forever and ever and ever. Is and it, was it the relationship or was it learning about Frida? Um, I think it was both. Okay. Although Diego was kind of a skis, but... I thought their relationship was really compelling, but, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Know? Yes. I do other... Uh, uh, I thought he was kind of skeezy, but I did really enjoy their relationship. Most of them. And I talked about have been skeezy. I know. It's just Ben in general, I think. But I, I, I do think they had a very interesting story. Yeah. And as tumultuous as it might have been at times, you mm-hmm. know, I thought um, that was a, you know, an example of a, of a passionate love. That, like a real love. Yeah. That it's I one of the, I think it's one of the realest loves Not, that we've covered. Yeah. Not, like, in exactly the way that theirs uh, played out, but, you know, I think that would be cool to, like, know what that's about. Uh, The other one is um, the very first episode that we did. Do you remember? Yeah, Cleopatra and Mark Anthony. Yeah, she's a badass bitch. I I love love Cleopatra. I don't really like him that much, but... um, I really like him, but not... I don't necessarily like them. No. You don't like him at all. I think he's fun. (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. There are a number of historical figures... That I'm just like, you should not have been doing the things you were doing. <laughs> right, yeah, As in, yeah, like, yeah. no one should have hired you to do that job. But the fact that you've gotten here, my friend, has made for a fun story. I mean, the fact that humanity has survived yeah. as long as it has is yeah. really just a fucking miracle. Um, but yeah. Those... Like, him and Rasputin are the two that I'm just like, Rasputin. who let you guys in here? I don't know. Rasputin's from uh, Russia. Um... Like, you know. He's in Anastasia, but that's not accurate. But that's not what we're talking about. Okay. But, like, both of them are just guys that I'm just like, how the hell did these idiots end up in, like, the most powerful position in the world? Not for any of their own doing. It's just no. because society was stupid. Okay. What about you, Mav? <sighs> Those are good. Those are two very good choices. I agree. I kind of liked Ann Lister. Okay. I kind of like learning about her because it was just like... I love, I love the... I love, and I like was, that she wrote diaries. Like, that's... We know so much about her. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and it was really, like, doing the research really built an idea of what that world was like then. Yeah. That hopefully came through in the episode. Gentleman Jack. Cool. Yeah. Watch that if you... If that you show, haven't. actually... I mean, like, it's not accurate accurate. No. But it's not bad. No, it's And not. it does a really good job of visualizing every... Like, the situation. And we love lesbians. Uh, We do. Well, your favorite? I think. Yeah, I well, no, that's not my that's not my favorite, but oh. I think well, my that was a question. I'm so sorry. I think my favorite is probably Frida Kahlo, but I didn't want to just repeat uh, your answer. Well, that's fine. You she's know, she's very compelling, and I really liked Mary Pickford and uh, Douglas Douglas Fairbanks. Yes, I like that one too because it was sort of modern. Yeah, and so it was easier like for Frida me Kahlo to. Like Frida Kahlo is also a little modern. Yeah, it was easier for me to like place and imagine. Frida Kahlo is so cool because she is modern. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like her lifespan covers our parents. Yeah, yeah. But she feels yeah. so timeless. 
You know what I mean? That yeah. she almost feels separate from time, even while we were talking she about does. her. It's like she's always existed. Yeah. Okay, I what's your that. least fave? My least fave? Still a little negative up in here. I don't know. I probably forgot. Uh, <laughs> remind me of uh, who who we all talked about. We started with Cleopatra. Yeah. That's a, we love her. on a positive. Yeah, she was great. Um, Douglas Fairbanks and Mary Pickford. They're also cool, too, so I'm not going to put them in my least. I don't know that I have a least favorite. I wrote it down because I feel like if you do faves, you got to do least faves. Yeah. I and just there is like, one that you probably, like, like the least. I'm sure there is, and I just I really like forgot about Juliet them. as well. I thought that was really cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they were cool. We're talking about least favorite. I know. I'm sorry. But, but who else... Uh, who else did we... Whitney and Bobby was good. Whitney was... Yes, I like them. Also, because... Let's see. Whitney. King Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn. Uh, I really enjoyed and them, though. They I were like, a lot. I liked Anne. We all I, like Anne. I didn't really like King Henry. And then Marie and Pierre Curie. Oh, they were cool. They were... Everything everyone was cool. I don't know that I have a I least favorite. I don't have favorite. a least favorite, man. Maybe I, if I, I had to pick least favorite, it would be Marie and Pierre. Because mm. it was a lot of science. And I just don't like science that much. Yeah, but I feel like they It was did super a, interesting. Yeah. They did a lot of stuff that's like you is yeah. relevant to today. You Hopefully know? it's not this episode that we're currently oh. doing. Who did we talk about? Oh, we didn't talk about divorce. <laughs> we talked about divorce here. Uh, Do you have any overall thoughts overall encompassing thoughts. what we've learned all season about love and breakups? Um, I think that's a great question, Mav. I think that there is so much that we could take from, like, things that have happened in history in the past mm-hmm. in terms of how relationships operated back then that have kind of trickled their way into modern-day relationships and for for better or for worse. Um, I think a lot of times maybe for worse. But um, I think that's super interesting that it's, like, even the shitty parts of, of humanity kind of <laughs> persist. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and it and it, what I think is most interesting is it makes a, it makes all that shit that happened like way in the past that you think like is not relatable or like doesn't really have any um, relevance to present day. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind it makes it like relatable, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I can I can kind of empathize or sympathize or understand. Yeah, like people have some, always been people. Yes, love yes. has always been love, and yes, or not love, or well, like. The problems that I think the problems that we encounter with a lot of our couples are because they weren't in love. You know, like yeah. a lot of them that we've talked about, they just they were stuck in for, these situations for various reasons. Yes, for political reasons. Yeah, for and hopefully we're past that. For, I mean, I guess we're not for everybody, but I don't think we'll ever fully get past that. I mean, maybe in some very distant future in some other universe. Yeah, but. But maybe the, like, overarching lesson is, like, if you're really in love, then the decisions for your marriage are kind of going to happen to themselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think it's very clear and obvious. Either you're going to end up and live happily ever after, Mm -hmm. or it's just not going to work out. But the love is still there. It just... If the love is there truly to begin with, yeah, yeah, I think that persists you know even if the world society whatever you know is at complete odds to having you be with that partner at least you know that that love is always there even if you can't end up together 
Um, and if it was never there to begin with, then it was never there to begin with, and it doesn't matter, and it'll end in shambles yeah. anyway. I agree. Um, but yeah, I found that very interesting, that, I like, that's, you know, humanity has always sort of been the same, in some sense. And maybe always will be. You know? And maybe that's really sad. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I'm gonna give us the sources really quick. There were a bunch for this, because we covered a bunch of topics. Um... Right.edu has the entire Code of Hammurabi. Worldhistory.org has articles about Mesopotamia and ancient Greece and the marriage and divorce within them. Collaborative Chinese Chat has an article called Seven Grounds for Divorce in Ancient China, which is where I got the reasons you could divorce and not divorce. Interesting. Um, divorce in Classical Athenian Society, Law, Practice, and Power is an article. I think it might even be a doctoral paper. By Carlos F. Noreña. I haven't. I didn't read the whole thing, but I read as much as I could read for free. Yeah, and took yeah, yeah, took yeah. stuff from there. Took gotcha. information from there. Yeah. So we would like to cite those sources. <laughs> um, there's a Stanford article from like whatever their school newspaper is from 1991. Yeah. Called "Ancient Romans Led the Way in No Fault Divorce." <laughs> um, the Institute for Family Studies gave me the divorce stats that I have. Uh, C. Dale Britton dot blogspot gave me some information about medieval Europe and then the national archive dot co dot UK also a little bit of information about divorce in Europe yeah. our intro outro song is feeling good by white hot from Freebeats IO and we will see you again next year next year goodbye happy Thanksgiving Merry happy Christmas Thanksgiving. happy Merry Kwanzaa Christmas. Passover happy Hanukkah. New Year happy New Year woo, woo.